You're listening to Connect, Connect Africa. Connect Africa with TY and Papa. Cause I be in the chopper smelling prima proper so we can shake up the place again. I walk in the Gucci Abada, walk in the Louis Abada. All of my niggas is wild. Alright, and that was Ricky Rick with Buy It Out featuring a whole lot of people, uh, which is basically the entire SA music industry. But uh, like we promised you, it is time right now for the management review where we have Mr. Tepoli Seko in the building. Mr. Diseko, how are you doing? How are you doing, bro? I'm amazing, <coughs> and how are you, man? Oh, good, oh, good. Oh, Sunny good. South Africa. Mm. Warm weather is back. Oh, listen to you, man. The warm weather is back, but it came with a lot of problems, though. <laughs> it came with a lot, a lot of problems. So, um, let's talk about it. What do you do? Let's start there. All right, so I'm an independent music supervisor and consultant. Basically, what that means is that I'm, I'm working with a couple of record labels, but one in particular on sort of trying to get them to go about their operations. So things like mm-hmm. marketing consultation for the artists, um, yeah. trying to get them with the right booking agents and so forth. And also handling you know, various rights within music. As you know that there's quite a few rights that can be explored within one song even. So yes, just yes. helping them, consulting with them on that front. Okay, That's primarily what I do. Let's just list a few rights that can be found <coughs> in one song. What, what, what can be found All right, in with, with regards to songs, um, there's two basic, there's many rights, but I think let's stick to just two. So there's mm-hmm. master rights, mm-hmm. which is the actual sound recording, and then yes. there's publishing rights. Which is the idea of the song. Not really. Um, publishing rights pertains to people who, who write the song. Okay. Uh, composers, producers, and songwriters. Okay. So in under publishing, that's where we look after um, composer rights, mm-hmm. and uh, we deal a lot with synchronization as well, as well as um, uh, mechanical rights as well. Mm-hmm. There's there's many various aspects. Okay, to wait, publishing. slow down, slow down, slow down. You're giving us a lot at the same time. <laughs> okay, let's let, let's start here. So, say for example, I create a song, right? Yeah. And then um, <clears throat> someone else copies the song, right, and copies the lyrics. That is the publishing rights. That's the publishing rights. But if someone else plays my song, that's the master rights. That's the master rights. You've got it. Okay, perfect. Now let's move on forward. Yes. So that the listener does not get confused. (laughs) Now, what is synchronization? So before we hop on to synchronization, Mm -hmm. let's just clarify what master rights are. Okay. Master rights pertain to the actual performer, the person who sings most of the time. Mm. And master rights are administered by the record label. Okay. Where else publishing rights are administered by the music publishing company. Mm -hmm. So it's two separate entities. So the record label looks after the personality of the artist. They make sure they distribute his music. Mm. They make sure that his branding is on point. Mm. From an artist's perspective, where else on the publishing side, that's where they look after um, the songwriting aspect of it and the production and the composition. Now, it it may be a, 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 a thing where you find that within one song, the artist is separate from the writers. So he yes. he just came on and sang and he gets the actual sound recording mm-hmm. and he had someone to, to write the lyrics for him yes. and compose the song for him. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 tricky, but once it's you get your, <laughs> once you wrap your head around it, and which is why I'm so passionate about it, to yeah. try and simplify that conversation. Definitely. Because we need when, to. We, when we speak amongst ourselves as industry people, it's easy to throw these terms around. Exactly. Because I actually bump into a lot of artists, and I'd be saying, is your publishing in order? How's your, how's your licensing? How's your yeah. sync? And they'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> they don't know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's good that you're here so that you can simplify it for everybody that's listening yeah. to say, okay, this is that and that, that is this. So what is synchronization? Synchronization pertains to when your music or your song is synchronized with motion picture. 
So okay. it could be synchronized on a film, it could be synchronized on an advert, basically anything on TV that has music in the background. Mm. That's what we call synchronization. That is that is that is dope. So if I want to have my song played anywhere, or if if adverts come out, how do I get my song on there? So uh, it's it's important to be affiliated to a music institution because they normally have the resources to pitch your music to um, to advertisers and film mm. companies. And I must add that uh, synchronization in advertising is extremely m- massive amounts of money. Yes. Primarily because, you know, there's brand association. So yes. if, for instance, an F&B uses your song, I mean, mm-hmm. your your song is probably one of the best songs. And, and you know, to have it associated with F&B, which is a big brand as well, mm. there's mutual connection there, you know. So that's a high value as opposed to other types of synchronization, which is film, which we've seen as... Much less than, you know, because there's less branding involved. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. All right, we still have the man in the building. It is five minutes of the hour, 3 p.m. CAT. Let's get back to the music. And when we come back, we're still going to discuss this further and just dissect this music industry much, much better. Travel with grace, baby. I can't afford to cover the course. Of course, maybe settle that one in court. Cause he's on the cup when I'm stepping on this death like a solar eclipse. Get it? Soul. <laughs> Y'all don't know what about this. Your girl wanna roll with my clay. She swallow all of my d- chips. Hey man, it's Mr. Mi featuring Cast when you're best with a song titled Soup, and he is making big news right now simply because him and AKA and Burner Boy and 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 they're busy arguing, fighting on those Twitter streets. Tepo, what's, what's your take on that, bro? Yeah, man, I, I peeped the, the commotion yesterday on, on Twitter between the two guys, but I didn't mm. quite really follow what Burner Boy was ranting on about. But of course, we know that our local boy, he can write it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, basically, Burner Boy was talking about <clears throat> that. Uh, remember that rent he had after we lost Niger- after South Africa lost Nigeria? Yeah. He's like, he doesn't want, he hates losing to Nigeria. So... Burner Boy just called him stupid for that. And then he just went at him. And then he said, if MI um, still wants to roll with AKA, then the respect is gone. Goodness, football uh, trickling into music here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then Ice Prince was roped in. He was asked to apologize. I saw also. Ice Prince as well somewhere. It's and tricky. I mean, it's a very tricky time we're going through currently. Mm. I mean, with the unrest in the country. It's so it's 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 a it's a topic you don't really want to, you know, be you need to be sensitive about it. Most definitely. Now yeah. tell us about you. Where did you start your love for music? Where when when did you get into this? When did you hop into it? Did you study for it? Did it just come to you? <laughs> I think it started round about when I was thirteen, which might have been around two thousand and one, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, but essentially, my dad is a used to be a music promoter back in the days, in the eighties, just in the Brenda Fassi <clears throat> days. In the Brenda Fassi days, but he was more into jazz, so oh, nice. he dealt a lot with like your um, Spongile Kumalos, your Umam mm. uh, Brenda. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he became a promoter during that era, and there was a lot of jazz artists that would come through at home, coming through to jam and stuff. You know, uh, Abu Dairing. There's a time I called Kelly Petlani, who was really close to him as a saxophonist. Mm, nice. So that influence comes from that era of them jamming together at home. Mm. And he would put out shows at Kipis. I don't know if you know Kipis. No jazz idea. Club. <laughs> One of the more prominent jazz clubs in Joburg back in the late 90s. Okay. Yeah. yeah that is dope. Yeah. Yeah. So that influence comes from home, from my mm. dad. 
But essentially, when I started off, I started off as a DJ when house music had just. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, uh, I used to save up lunch money to buy records at House Africa Records down in. Uh, uh, used to be not uh, Orange Grove. Yeah, yo, yo. You, you were cool. there for the House Africa days, man. When when other kids were buying PlayStations One, I, I was I was busy in the music industry mm, trying to get mm, vinyls mm, and mm, stuff. Mm, mm, so that's comes that's, from far. It comes from really really far. Yeah, yeah. And then I mean, I, I met this guy from my neighborhood who had all the equipment, mm-hmm. and he he started just teaching me how to play on um, vinyls on, on turntables. Yeah. On turntables, at some point. I got to YFM for a very short time, though. Um, I was on the Saturday show from 5 to 6. Oh, nice. And you're yeah. DJing there? Yeah, very shortly. Um, back when YFM was still in Rosebank by the zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, I mean, it went on for a while until my academics were just not looking up to standard. And my parents... Your dad po- was like, Yo, <laughs> stop it now. <laughs> yeah, my dad was like, ah, this, this music thing, boy, mm. I think we're going to need to give it a break. Give it a break. And then we'll see it when you get to matric. When you get to matric, you'll decide whether you want to go study sound engineering, uh, sound engineering yeah. or music or anything like that mm. or something like that. But So then what did you study? I got to matric and I, I realized that I don't want to be a producer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realize that I, I love music. I, lo- mm. I love cr- curating the music. Yes. But to make it, I didn't have much of a passion for it. Yeah, you didn't have that drive. Yeah, for it. yeah. And I had never taken up an instrument. Mm. So I decided I will find a way into the music industry yes. without necessarily being a musician mm. or anything like that. I then studied public relations. Oh, nice. Um, public relations and marketing. Uh, completed that but as you know um, some of these qualifications can be very up in the air yes so I needed to find a way to narrow it down so that I could get away into the music industry mm-hmm. I then started studied a, a, a qualification called marketing and management in the music industry okay which is offered at Vits. oh nice and it's the course I think it's ran by Jonathan Shaw and how long is it I think it's a year oh all right nice yeah and so then after that so primarily what it did was it it still focused on marketing but specifically music, music yeah and the arts and then i then went on to work as a music supervisor at a film company mm. where we were i was supervising music for short films okay yeah uh, i don't know if you remember them zanzi love ekasi style type of the short stories when they yes, first initially when they began. first started you were part of that team yeah i was oh, part nice. of that that type, that setup where mm-hmm. I would source music from up and coming um, up and coming artists, and we'd use that music on on film scenes. We'd synchronize it. So, dear musicians, if you ever submitted music for that and it did not get played, come to the studio now <laughs> and sort him out. He's here. <laughs> yeah. So um, I got into pretty much that's where my career as a music supervisor started. Mm. Um, it was a freelance job, and at some point, I felt that uh, I needed something, something more quite stable. more stable. Yeah, I then somehow got uh, approached by a company called Business and Arts South Africa. Business and Arts South Africa. Okay, it's down the road from here, and primarily what they deal with is um, they they act as the connector between the corporate world and artists and by artists i mean like all sorts of artists like from visual artists from painters sculptors sculptors you name it dancers yeah yeah so it it, it became sort of like a variety of arts that i Mm. had dabbed into um worked under sponsorship 
in the sponsorship department and sponsorship and funding. Oh, so nice. you'd come with your arts project, maybe you're running a jazz festival or something. Mm. And basically I would consult with you on how to pretty much access funding from our end, but also how to access funding from the corporate side. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is nice. I've never yeah. heard of it. I think I must give them a call. I need some money. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, from the sponsorship department, I moved on to communications. Mm. Uh, I was a communications officer there. Um, I had worked a lot with radio stations, so producing content within the arts to put onto radio. Radio, yeah. Yeah, type of thing. And then I was also like... Doing interviews, TV, radio, the works, you know. All right. Dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, how did you end up where you are now? Like, I think there's a there's a, there's a little gap that's missing there. <laughs> there's a part I'm looking for that you're not giving me. <laughs> you know what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I I worked for Universal Music Publishing. Mm -hmm. And it how, was, how did you end up there? Uh, it's one of those things where you get called in for an interview, mm. and you pretty much get into it, and. The manager likes you and they're like ah and that's it i i i, I don't know how i got that call i won't <laughs> lie to you <laughs> maybe my cv was in a pile somewhere, somewhere i don't know yeah. and he was like i like it maybe it's got colors mm. so how, how how is it like working for a major what's the difference between working for a major and working for yourself which one would you say is better i think majors teach you so much more and mm. i think it's during my time at a major where i realized that you know i'm learning so much and I could do so much outside of the major with what I've learned so yes. far. And obviously when you're working with your, for, for yourself, it's more like there's, there's, there's limitless, there's no rules per yeah. se. You're not limited by international policy. You make your own policy essentially. As so you go, yeah. As you go. I'd, I'd say it's more freelancing. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's what's currently working right now where I'm just trying to work with anyone in the industry um, who's willing, who wants, who needs that help, that consultation, that that, that knowledge the, that you get from you the, the record labels, the, the major record labels. So in terms of publishing and synchronization and licensing, right? So we spoke yeah. about publishing, we spoke about sync. What is licensing? Licensing, essentially, um, synchronization, licensing, it's one thing. It's the same thing. It's basically. the same thing. Synchro yes. That's what we call it. That's the full name, synchronization, licensing. licensing. Yes. So... Yeah. What, as, as an artist, I'm trying to get publishing. I'm trying to get a sync deal. What do I need to know? So sometimes it happens that you've got a record label deal, but you don't have a publishing deal. Yes. So on both ends, like I said, within one song, there's two sets of rights, mm. which I've mentioned that it's publishing and master rights. Mm. So that's what we look at when we, we, we synchronizing a song. So an advertiser will come to you and say, look, I'd like to use this song. Uh, what are the types of rights that I need to have cleared yeah. in order for me to put the song on an advert? Mm -hmm. So you need two sets of rights cleared in that instance. Yes. You need the master rights. So the advertising company would then contact the record label to mm -hmm. clear the actual sound recording, okay. which is master rights. Uh. And then they'd need to contact the publisher as well. Now, this is where it gets tricky, and this is where ad agencies don't really vibe with it. And hence, someone like me would come in the middle and clear those rights on behalf of them. Mm. Um, there are instances where on one song, there are multiple writers. Yes. So, like the song we were listening to earlier on. That has a lot of writers. That has a lot of writers. Yes. Sometimes you find that all of those writers will have be... their own publishing company. Will, own, will be represented by one publisher. Okay. But it gets complicated when each of those writers have a different publishing company, all of them. Mm. So, so you'd have to go to each one. So you'd it. have to go clear it with each and every publishing house that represents all of those writers. 
Mm. And mind mm. you, it's mm. not just mm. the people that write the lyrics. That This is publishing we're talking about. Yes. It's not just the people that write the lyrics, but it's people that come up with the musical composition. Yes. It's also the producer. So at a time, you might find that you have to deal with up to maybe six, even eight. Different, different publishers. Different publishers. Oh. It must be a hassle. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a hassle, but because we love it, I, I, I love to do it on behalf of advertising agencies. It makes their job so much easier because then that's when they get to sort of focus on the creative aspect of, yeah. of putting out those adverts. But I must say, though, um, I think during my experience, mm-hmm. usually music supervisors or the idea of music gets brought into the picture at the end of conceptualizing the advert. Once the advert is done, Once it's the advert, up, and, and then, then they're, they're like, like, we need oh, to put this out next week. Now we need music, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, where, you. Where, where else, the, in an ideal world, um, when con- conceiving the idea of the advert, right the from music the, with it. It, it needs to be concurrent with the ideas that come from the, mu- um, the music supervisor mm. or the music company. Okay. So in terms of being a... Being a music supervisor, day to day, when you wake up, from the time you wake up to the time you get home, what what is the process there? What do you do? So, um, what what is what is in the life? <laughs> Break it down for us. Obviously, the first thing would be emails, very important. Yeah. Right. And then from the emails, that will pretty much direct your day. But like I said, I'm pretty mu- I'm, I'm I'm affiliated to an independent record label right now, mm-hmm. so I'm 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 focused on them currently. I get to the offices, um, we work on how do we pitch artists to brands, how do we, it's pretty much trying to, it's a whole role which is not one stream designated. Mm. So we, I sort of do everything, so from A&Ring a song to sort of um, pitching artists to, to brands, to brands yes. or pitching, pitching their music to advertising companies mm. or organizing listening sessions for them or, you know, um, drafting rollout campaigns, for instance, mm, as mm. you know, um, we've got a couple of artists. You know the company. We've I know got, the company. We've and got we a love couple. Them very much. <laughs> we love them very much. <laughs> uh, we, there's, there's quite a few artists that are bubbling under, yeah. and one of them has just released an EP. So trying mm-hmm. to get them as, mar- as as much marketing collateral as possible. Uh, that's a day in my life. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So if I'm an independent record label or I'm an independent artist and I like your services, how how is the money broken down? Do I pay you up front? Is it an upfront fee? Is it a um, you get royalties from it or do you get a cut? What what's the what's the gist of no, it? No, absolutely not royalties. I, I like to stay away from <laughs> from those type of things because they, they 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 are designated for the the musician. Mm. But it's per project, so we would obviously sit down and go through what it entails. Um, to work on that project. Most definitely. Yeah. And then we then come up, I mean, it, it's case, case by case. You know, mm-hmm. there's no one set fee because obviously um, one artist is not will not need as much work as the next artist, yes. for instance. Yes. So yes. it's essentially pretty much that. And I like to, you know, first and foremost, um, prove or, or put in the work and show some results. And, you know, if there's good faith, I'm sure that a good fee will come out of that. Most definitely, most yeah. definitely. We're still chilling with Mr. Tepo Diseko on the management review. The time right now, it is exactly half past 3 p.m. C.A.T. Let's get back into the music and we'll still be right back here on the management review. To get you all alone for one eye You do me something new like I go bad for your time Trans-Africa Trans Radio, Radio. Made in Africa. Trans.
Trans Africa Radio. One boy, one boy, one on. The management review. The management review. That is correct. It is the management review on Connect Africa with myself, Ty, aka Abuti Broadway, and Mr. Paco Matomba is not in studio with us today because you know what's happening with the xenophobic attacks in South Africa. He just sent me a very, very scary video from literally down the road from his house, and I was scared on his behalf. I was like, "Brother, man, get out of the hood! Like, get out of there! Like, get out of..." The east and just move elsewhere so uh he's headed to pretoria right now to go relax and chill with the moms you know what i'm talking about but in studio for management review this week we still have mr tepo diseko and we are talking all things music we are talking about music synchronization the majors etc so if anything you'd like to know hit us up on plus 2779-254-4329 and then he'll definitely answer your questions so the burning question do we still need majors <clears throat> Um, it's going to seem biased uh, because I'm pretty much from a major myself. But I think, yeah, uh, the music industry currently relies heavily on, on major record labels. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. They've got all the resources and all the backing to really put an artist out there. But independent record labels also have a, a, a role to play in the music industry, primarily because, you know, with majors, they tend to be more focused on, you know, the, the, the product that's already popping by that time. And that's not to say yes. they're not discovering talent, but I find that independent record labels are far more uh, way ahead of the game when it comes to really picking out that kid on the street who's never been into studio and nurturing that mm. talent. Mm. And they have partnerships with, some of them have partnerships with ma- major record labels. Yeah. So I think there's space for everyone to exist in this, in this, in this sphere that we talk okay, about. Okay, now let's talk about those partnerships that are major. And an independent record label could have. Because, you know, Universal has Def Jam and all of these other labels signed underneath them. What sort of partnerships can you have? Is it a licensing deal, distribution deal? So there's various deals. I mean, right now, music contracts are not standard. So you can negotiate what you want for your own independent record label. So, for instance, I know an independent record label that's partnered with a major, but the major only does the distribution. And then the artist management and marketing is done by the independent record label. I wish you could name drop because I know who you're talking about. So I think (laughs) I'm going to slip up and be like, yo, this guy. You know what I mean? There's too much unrest in the country, T.Y. I'm trying to stay alive, bro. I'm just, just, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to name drop. Like, yo, this is who you're talking about. But yeah, those are the type of, I mean, there's various types of partnerships. Uh, Mm. Sometimes I know um, from where I was, there's there's the, the, beti- there was a partnership between an independent record label mm-hmm. with the major, but it was only strictly for branding and nothing else. So they don't get involved in the music. The independent brings the music, they distribute it whatever they distributed it with, but the major um, the major record label looks after the branding opportunities for the artist. I think that's what I want. Yeah. So, so they, they, they differ. <laughs> no, let's get there. Because I think the biggest struggle for me I've seen with a lot of artists is not necessarily the getting the music out there. Nowadays, you can build a fan base on social media. You can distribute the music yourself. You can publish, get an independent publisher to publish your music for. You can literally do everything yourself. Yeah. But the branding opportunities, the contacts, Absolutely. getting into the right room at the right time, that is where a lot of artists that I've seen struggle. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So when I when I approach you, what's the first thing I should say? Should I say, oh, what's up? Here's my music? Or do I say, yo, let's talk money? Or where do we start? Obviously, be, before we can even have a conversation on... Um, 
how to attract brands or how to pitch you to brands, you need to already sell me as a brand yourself. I, I, I need to be sold into the idea of pitching you with brands using the networks that I have. Mm. So I think it's very important to, to, to know where your brand would fit in basically and and to know yourself you know who do you want to partner with you also need to think about the people that you want to partner with do their marketing objectives meet your uh, what your brand yeah. is all about so it's just uh, i'd say for me the artists would need to do a lot of research on themselves mm-hmm. what do they like mm-hmm. who do they like you know um when they figure out who they like what is it about them that would connect them and make that brand go oh I'd really like to, you know, to work with you. Work with you. So I think it, it starts with the self, and also it, it it depends on the person you're working with. Who do they know? Yeah. Because let's be honest, man. Networks are important. Yeah, your you network know? is a network. If if I pick up the phone right now with an advertising agency, and I know someone there, I'm able to say, Yo, I've got Ty's music. Do you mind having a listen, maybe for your upcoming? summer campaign or something like that mm. you know so having those networks is quite important in as with anything anyway that is crazy yeah that yeah. is crazy so you know what your network is your network is definitely your net worth so you need to take good care of that you know what i mean so in terms of now let me give you a challenge i've got this song right it's not my song personally but it belongs to an amazing artist that i heard and i feel like that song would be perfect for the new james bond movie can you make it happen <laughs> I'm no. throwing down the conklet, bro. No, let, let, let's start here locally first. Let's let's try Generations Nyana. Uh-uh. Perfect for James Bond. It does not need local TV because the sound is international. Like, is it? how do mm. artists? Because it's another burning topic. Because I'm um, Soldier Boy. I'm uh, not Soldier Boy. Burner. Yeah. No, not Burner Boy. Buffalo Soldier. Yes. Buffalo Soldier had a had a had a had a rant the other day where he was complaining that uh, why is only South African and Nigerian artists recognized on the Lion King the gift album? So how do artists break into the international space? So in my experience in that field, um, usually it helps that South Africa and Nigeria they've got big representatives. You know, they've got big major representatives. All mm. the top four major record labels in the world are currently represented in South Africa. What are the top four majors? Uh, Sony, Universal, Sony Universal, Warner, Warner um, and oof, I forget the other one. But yeah, it's the major. Because <laughs> there was once five majors and they keep yeah. slimming down each year. Yeah, so the ones by the others, it's, yo, it's doggy dog, right? You reckon? Yeah, yeah. So it helps when you've got like you're affiliated to a major because then they've got a whole network of music supervisors from the overseas affiliates who mm. then send briefs and scripts on conceptualizing music for films and TV. So okay. that's the advantage of, of being with a major is that that international representation is there it's and, there, yeah. and it's easier for them to export your music overseas. Okay, now understand that, I'm not sure, I'm going to name drop now, is Ambitious Records affiliated with Universal? Um, the answer's no. <laughs> so since the answer's no... I, I, I do not represent universal no, no, music. No, 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 no. no. I'm just asking. It's just it's, it's a general question. Yeah. So now, um, Ambitious Records artists were on uh, the Wakanda album, the Black Panther album, but yet the album was curated by Universal, but there weren't any Universal artists on that album. How does, how does such happen? So you must remember that um, on one song, there's multiple parties involved. Mm-hmm. So if there's five of us on one song... And four of you don't have a record label and the song goes big and I've got maybe I'm affiliated to a major publishing company. Yes. They can they push the whole song in its entirety, whether you're with Mabala or Ambitious or whatever. 
as long as they've got one of their writers on one song. Wait, hold on, hold yeah. on. What I'm saying is, mm. right? So Kendrick Lamar's creating an album yeah. for Universal Records. Yeah. How does ambitious artist end up on that album? So let's say an ambitious artist worked with a Universal Music um, writer or a Shear writer, uh-huh. and Shear got the script mm. from overseas for the movie. That w- that's how like someone else would get involved. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. that makes sense. That so, makes so sense. the affiliation on the song, maybe I'm just a feature, but mm. but somehow I'm working with someone who's, who's affiliated with a big record label yes. or a big music publisher, mm. like they've got those networks to push the actual song. So they don't take my voice out. They still push the song. They, with they a... push the song as it is, oh, nice. and somehow me as the featured artist. One way or another, I get that recognition somehow, as long as I'm credited on the song. That is nice. I actually yeah. did not know that. So, so if, 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 if you can't get into a major record label, try and affiliate yourself with people who have those uh, deals with record, major record labels. Well, we try to do that, but they keep leaving. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely keep leaving. Yeah. All right. Now, let's talk about you, right? What is the craziest story you've experienced in the music industry? Or you've heard? No name dropping. No, definitely. I mean, I hold, think on, that, hold on, hold yeah. on. Let's give let's give you some time to think about it. I think uh, you're gonna have to right, go cool. crate digging for this one. Uh, all right, really, but, yeah, okay. but but in the meantime, yeah. let's get back into the music. It is still time for the management review. It is right now 10 minutes till the hour 4 p.m. CAT and we just about to wrap up our interview with Mr. Tepo Diseko. Now, before we went into the music where we played you African Prayer by Ligera featuring Tipo Holic and Reahile and then after that I took you all the way to Senegal and I played MHD with Bodyguard. I simply asked him what is the craziest story he's had in the music industry. I needed him to gather himself, <laughs> gather his thoughts and then give it to us. What is the craziest story you've ever experienced in the music industry? Um, I don't know whether it's crazy or not, but it's one of the highlights of, 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 my, previ- of my previous workplace where we used to work, mm-hmm. where um, a gentleman had come all the way from Kwagwa, mm-hmm. uh, Free State, to come and drop his demo off. In Johannesburg. In Johannesburg. And at that time, he, he didn't know where he was going to sleep. So he had been there the whole day trying to get the right person to talk to. And somehow, I think I may have been coming back from lunch or something, but he, he somehow grabbed me and I was like, oh, okay, no, let's talk. What's, what's happening, man? And as you know, my designation was not A&R, but I think mm. sometimes it helps to just give an ear to someone. Yes. And as I was talking to him, his, his tears just started rolling down because he really believed in his music, but he just had no idea how to really, you know, get it distributed, get get it partnered with the right people mm. and this guy did not know where he was going to sleep and yeah man mm. I think the best I could do was give him money for dinner mm. Mm. Aye. Aye, you're a good guy <laughs> and um, of course I, I took his demo and took it to the right people and in ANR yeah in ANR and we hope that they 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 did get to have a listen to it. What's his name? <laughs> name drop. Nah, there you got a name drop. <laughs> name drop. No. <laughs> name drop. Drop top. All right. Um, so basically, I feel like my honest opinion is that I feel like people that work at majors, which is why I don't like to affiliate myself with majors. I prefer independent labels. I feel like they have the sense of grandioso, if I may use the term, especially in a 
and you you literally struggle to get hold of those people and i can understand his struggle but when i started off in the industry and i was trying to get my artists heard i had the very same struggle who do you talk to you get a meeting they postpone it then you get a meeting and they cancel it and you get a meeting and then it's like you know what forget it they don't even listen to the artist three months later they're the ones calling you like yo we want to see this artist because the artist is blowing up you know what i mean i i hear you and i think my my response to that is that i i think you know as in every industry you need networks and champions yes so you need to also be present at things people need to see your face mm. people need to know you so it also comes from you your personality um are you always there you know are you when you get an invite to events do you get to mingle with people identifying Definitely. those those correct events yes. i mean you and i didn't just meet off the street obviously we, we met because you'd come through to events where i was at yes. within the industry and eventually we you know that's the, that's what I so, figured out. So I think when dealing with major record labels um, or music publishers, mm. you always need a champion within, someone who really believes in in what you do. That's the short end of it. Mm. Someone who'll be able to say, okay, I'll, I'll, you know, I've given enough time to all these other artists. Then there's Ty and his artists. You know, someone because sometimes you know what happens is that artists. Um, rely on the majors to do everything yes. for them, right? Yes. And you find that they've got a roster of 80 artists. Or 120. 120 artists. I know label with 120. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, record label industries in the South, in, in, in South Africa are still quite relatively small companies and yes. I think it's a resource thing. Yes. Um, to be able to manage 120 artists is, is, is a mammoth task. So, if you've got a champion in there, someone who who keeps you at the top of the head all the time, I think that helps. Well, you just got to bug him and make sure he, you are at the top yeah, of his head. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Walk into the office, yo, uh, where are we with this? You know, just follow up, constant follow up. That's what I always say. Do not dump your stuff and wait for a phone call. Mm, mm, Go back definitely. to the record label and say, yo, what ha- uh, what's we, we had this? a plan of rolling this out within the next three months. Where are we with it? You know, constant monitoring and evaluation. Mm. Because what happens is that we get into the boardroom, make all these promises, and then when we go back to our desks, it's, it's like, ah, I'll see, I'll see T.Y., you know? And until you follow up, nothing happens. <laughs> Artists, you have heard it for yourself. Follow up with these people. Don't just expect them. <laughs> don't let them. Ex- don't let. Don't expect them to to do everything for you. So, since you are our guest, we have not given you the opportunity to request a song. So, please do request a song of your choice. Must be hundred percent African, though. Um, I think Mr. Easy featuring Burner Boy. Miss you bad. All right, there you have it. That's what's up next. And then when we come back, we're definitely wrapping up this interview. Loving you is all I want. I just want to let you know, man, I miss you, bad. And that is Mr. Easy featuring Bernard Boy with I Miss You Bad, I Want You Bad, requested by our guest today, Mr. Tepo Di Seco, who we've had an amazing interview with. Now it's time to wrap it up. So now tell us closing words from you. What would you like to say to the people? What would you like to say to the musicians? What would you like to say to the industry at large? Apart from the fact that you're about to take over. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I'll speak primarily to artists and I I think it's very important that they sort of understand the workings of the industry from the operations right to the strategic decisions that are taken for their careers. And Mm. I know the argument can be that the artist needs to focus on the creative aspect of making music. But I think in a world where 
things are moving at a very fast pace. You need to be on the pulse. You need to know what, what, what are the latest developments. You need to be knowing who's your market. Um, should I be printing physical copies? Is my, is my music good enough for that? Or should I be taking it digital? So just understanding the basic operations, you know, even without getting into too much detail, but just knowing what's happening with your music. Yes. Also asking questions, even if it's a dumb question, you know, ask anyone within the industry, pick up the phone. I'm sure there's people out there who would be willing to ask basic questions on you know how the music industry works yes most yeah. definitely most yeah. definitely thank you very much for coming through um you officially you are officially you are officially no lie like in front of everybody in front of the whole of africa in front of the whole world you're officially our music and publishing guy so <laughs> you need anything sync or any questions we might have we might just give you a call and ask you in case we have any artists that have problems we'll definitely call you and we'll have you live on air Organja. i'll definitely be happy to be on standby to assist any artist who has any questions with regards to music publishing or the record label industry most definitely thank you for coming through but for now let's get back into the music and we will come back it's time for the update baby trans africa radio 100% african what's really happening in africa find out on connect africa you're connect to all things african with me ty abuti broadway and me paku mutombo <laughs> Connect Africa, take two. What's really happening in Africa? Find out on Connect Africa. You're connected to all things African. With me, T.Y. Broadway. And Paco Mutombo. 2 to 5 p.m. C.A.T. weekdays. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Huh? Connect Africa. It is what it is. It'll be what it'll be. And that's that on that. Bam! You play the stage, I raise the bar. Trans Africa Radio. One voice, one up.